Hey mamas, this is Playfully Faithful Parenting, and I'm your host, Joy Wenling. I'm a seminary grad and children's and family minister turned stay-at-home mom to my five girls. Spiritual parenting is my calling, and it's my passion to help other mamas disciple their kids using the power of play and their own authentic daily walk with Christ. If you're a mama who wants to introduce your kids to Jesus and watch as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, this is the place for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive in and see how we can partner with God today. Hey, mamas, welcome to Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'm your host, Joy, and it is my hope that I can help you to experience joy in motherhood through playing with God first and foremost, and then with your kids. I truly believe that when we mom with God and with play, that we can enjoy motherhood so much more than if we were to try to do it alone. So today I want to talk about something in early childhood education world called scaffolding. This summer, at least over the next five or six weeks through July, we are going to talk about some very basic play topics and how we can apply those things to faith. So we are going to be talking about risky play and pretend play and block play and chalk. And um, today it is scaffolding. Scaffolding is a way for you to help your child to make the most of their play, for you to come alongside your child's play and help them go to the next level. So scaffolding, as I said, is from um, the education world. And I have not, and it, it may be out there. I'm not saying it's not out there, but I have not heard about scaffolding play for faith. Granted, I haven't read all the research out there. What I find most often is secular research on play. And then I love to translate that for you. A couple weeks ago, when I was at the Intergenerate conference, um, somebody said the word pracademic. And that is me. I like to take other people's research and make it practical for you so that you can grow in your own faith and then you can help your children to grow in an authentic relationship with Jesus so you can nurture their faith formation. And so today we're going to talk about scaffolding and how we can use this tool from the education world for our children's faith. Okay, so what is what is scaffolding, right? If you have an education background or if you homeschool and do research on how to do that, you might already know what scaffolding is. If not, you may have heard the word scaffolding in construction or in architecture. So scaffolding comes from this concept of 
when builders are building a house, I could have said a when builders are building a building, right? They put scaffolding up this outside frame to help them take the building to the next level. And that is what scaffolding is for our kids as well. It is when we come alongside their play, their conversations, their thoughts, their spiritual practices, and we help them with a little bit of structure to take it to the next level. So they already, all of your kids, no matter what level it is, they are already somewhere, right? They have some things that they are capable of doing completely by themselves. Then there is this thing called the zone of proximal development. And that is this in-between space of what they can do by themselves and what they can't do by themselves. It's that learning zone of what they can do with you. It's this beautiful, sweet spot of learning, where learning happens, where growth happens, where encouragement happens that allows them to take the next step. So maybe, maybe your children are capable of saying the Johnny Appleseed prayer, right? But they're not quite capable of saying their own prayer with words, with their own words, okay? They can recite prayers. They can copy you. Like if you say a line, then they repeat the line. But that next level would be them praying. Simple prayer but them praying on their own. So right there in that zone of proximal development is where they are for, it's where you can help come alongside them to get them to be able to pray on their own, their own words, not a recited prayer. And so in the scaffolding, how do we do this? Okay, so how do we, so we know what it is. It is this light structure that we, the support that we bring to help get them to the next level. How do we get our kids to the next level? Well, love, teach, play, right? That is what I teach, love. First, you need to model your own authentic prayers. Model is one of the ways to scaffold. There are three simple ways. And then we'll kind of go into a few more strategies. But the three kind of simple ways to scaffold are model, love, clues, and then questions. And those are both part of the teach. And all of this happens within play. So clues could be verbal clues. It could be pictures. It could be gestures. So maybe you show your your kids folding your hands. Now that's not a necessity to pray, but a lot of adults teach children to pray that way to help their hands from being a distraction or to kind of set the tone and and set their body into a 
a way that reminds their body that they are doing something different, something special. So maybe you fold your hands and your kids see that. And that is a a verbal or a gesture clue to, to them. And then maybe the verbal clue would be saying, dear, and then there's, oh, dear God. Um, Maybe you show them pictures of the people that they wanted to pray for, right? Maybe you've collected pictures around the house of family and friends that you wanted to pray for. And so you show them pictures. So those would be types of clues. It's not lectures. It is short, simple clues. And then questions. So this could be during, this could be after. You could say, um, who who was it that you wanted to pray for? Or what did we hear that sparked us to want to pray? Oh, sirens. That's right. And what do we pray? What do we want? What do we want to pray for those sirens? Who's, who's part of the sirens? Oh, the police officers and the firemen. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we, what do we usually ask for when we pray? Oh, their safety, their safety. That's right. And for whoever's involved. Yeah. We want them to be safe. Those are simple questions that we can ask. So that is kind of how we, we scaffold and help them to take that to the next place. And some things in our, in our kids' faith that we can scaffold would be new skills like praying, new vocabulary. When kids are learning about maybe communion, you could help scaffold them with new vocabulary. There is a whole realm of Christianese, right? Some of it is unnecessary. Some of it is beautiful and connecting. And, um, and so we can scaffold vocabulary. We can give them just a little bit to help them get to the next place. So if we are teaching our kids about communion, we don't need to give them all of the vocabulary. We don't need to tell them about Passover and intinction and the chalice and the paten and the, the all the kinds of different breads and the, you know, all of this. We don't, they don't need all of that. They don't need to know all the four different cups from Passover. They, that's, that's overwhelm. That's not taking them just to the next level. Bread and wine, bread and juice. Start there. Jesus had a meal with his friends. We call that communion. They don't need to know that it's also called the Lord's Supper and also called the Eucharist and also, you know, ties to Passover. They don't need all of it. Just the next little step. They're understanding. All right. So we're talking, say, communion. So they understand that the body, Jesus's body is represented by the bread and his blood by the juice and that that is a symbol of the sacrifice he made on the cross. Great. That's a place for them to start. They've got that. Okay. What's the next level? Well, it also represented Passover. And so then you can then you can add that next step. But just little bits, connections. Okay? So we're going to keep going with this communion thing because 
I'm writing a book on communion, right? All these things are in there. And you know what? I introduce it over 22 chapters, 22 chapters, a little bit at a time. And I give you in the book scaffolding questions to slowly build on each previous chapter. So uh, helping them to understand connections. So back to that Passover, what, what does that mean? Or how is communion connected to the manna in the desert? Okay, you can help them take one little step on one new connection. And that you might be like, oh, this reminds me of another Bible story. Can you think of other Bible stories that this might remind you of? That is scaffolding a connection. Relevance. What is the relevance to their life? Asking questions, modeling that, helping them to see the relevance in their own life. And then practices. So they pray. Great. So they have learned to pray before going to bed. Okay. So then how can we scaffold that and help them to learn to pray without ceasing? Well, we're not going to just expect our kids. We're not just going to teach them that Bible verse and say, okay, now you can pray at meals and you can pray at, at bedtime. Now you're supposed to pray without ceasing. That's what the Bible says. No, we've got to help them get there. We've got to recognize what can they do on their own? What are they capable of? And what is what are they capable of doing with our help? And then how do we support them to getting to that next level? All right. So here are a couple of strategies that we can use to, to scaffold their faith. We can describe Oh, I saw that you took a breath when you were getting angry. I wonder, I wonder what you were doing. That is a great way to calm your body. You took a breath. God loves it when we can control ourselves. Wow. So you're describing, acting like a sportscaster and maybe describing it with some faith words. You can repeat back to your child things that they say home. You're on your way home from Sunday school. And all I learned that Jesus and his friends had a special meal together. You learned that Jesus and his friends had a special meal together. Hmm. Wow. That's great. I, I love that meal. What else did you learn? And just repeating back to them what they said. Maybe expanding something that they say. Maybe they're playing David and Goliath. And um, so, you know, David has a slingshot. Oh, yeah. Hey, I see you're playing David and Goliath and you've got a slingshot. How many rocks do you have? How many rocks did David have? And you know, you can add on, yes, I see you have that slingshot. How many rocks? And then you can add on to, did you know that the Bible tells us that he had five rocks? So you're taking what they already know and just adding a little bit of information that's just expanding. And then asking questions, praising them, um, just responding well demonstrating, oh, I had a really bad day. I'm going to go spend some time with God 
and then I'll come back and play with you. But mommy needs a few minutes with God right now. So just demonstrating, modeling what that looks like. And then um, small suggestions and, and positive feedback on what they are already doing. Our kids are capable of so much in their faith. And it is our job and our privilege to get to come alongside of them and to see where they are and figuring out what is that next step. We can figure out what that next step is by asking the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give us the wisdom to know what is next for my child and trying it with an open hand, right? We do not necessarily know the next best step for our kids' faith, but God does. So we can invite them to try things. We can suggest things. We can ask things. We can point out things that we notice, but we need to be open to the Holy Spirit's guidance for us and for our child. It is not our place to be the mediator between our child and God. Jesus is the mediator. But we can come alongside with our kid and be a cheerleader, be someone who models what it looks like to rely on the Holy Spirit, to lean in to Jesus and follow his example and trust God as he leads the way. And so I invite you to try some simple scaffolding this week in your child's faith. Watch and see what they already are capable of doing by themselves and what might be that next little step to add skills or vocabulary, understanding or connections, relevance to them, or even maybe new practices. And we do all of this best by modeling with our kids what it looks like to have an authentic relationship with Jesus and then inviting them along the way. Mamas, have a great week and be blessed. And on behalf of God, thank you for loving and playing with his kids. Bye now. Well, mamas, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'd love to keep the conversation going over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you felt encouraged or equipped by today's show, do me a favor and leave a review. I can't wait to hear your story. Till next week, keep playing and pointing those littles to Christ.